Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Ryan. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. Thank you so kindly for being here. Well, today is the day. Today is the day for the first time in American history that a president would have been impeached twice in one, uh, twice in one uh, particular session. Twice, period. No president in the United States has ever been impeached before. For, uh, rather, twice before. And Donald Trump, you know, they're singularly Donald Trump has been able to do a whole lot of bad things that many people just thought would never be done. Folks, today is your show. Well, it is always your show. But what I'd love for you to do is uh, to call in or ask me questions or whatever after I get finished doing some of the stuff that I want to kind of start talking about. So please, folks, I'm going to put the telephone number on the screen right now, and I'm going to also put it in the chat. If somebody wants to call in and say their piece about what's going on in our country today, it is uh, the telephone number is 346-248-7799, and the code to get in is 254-600-9091. Again, the telephone number is 346-248-7799, and you can, you can actually use the code 254 254- 600-9091. And lucky for us, we have, guess what? We have uh, Breach giving us a, a count of how the voting is going. Actually, what I better do is I better put it on the little my little screen here and just have it turned down some. But it seems like uh, we, we, we have, we're going to have an interesting scenario because it seems like they've started voting on the thing already so let me go ahead and pull this up right quickly here so that i for those of you who are not watching what nanette bird smith is saying i can tell you how it's going right now we are at 120 nay republicans including five republicans have voted yes so far as bridge said we're up to 123 in the vote for impeachment of the one and only donald trump anyhow folks um like i said today is your show I'd like you to give us a call at uh, 346, let me get that back in there again, uh, 346-248-7799, and the code is 254-600-9091. Let's see, David Salermo, having a pointless debate with Tom Cruise, I'm getting so tired of idiocy. Tommy Cruz, is he, is he, I tell Tom, if you're having a debate with Tommy Cruz, give him the telephone number and tell him to call in and make his point live on air. We'll be more than happy to carry the, this, the, the, the intelligent discourse about anything that he may want to say. He said that he, I've been on his show before. He has a show, a music show that he does. And since I'm at KPFT 90.1 FM as well, he's uh, had me on his show. We don't talk a lot of politics when we get on his show, but he's a very conservative Republican and uh, many times he just doesn't understand how economics work, like most Republicans generally simply do not understand. It's either they don't understand economics or they are the, they're, they're simply carrying the water for the wealthy uh, method of pilfering the middle class and everybody else. Anyhow, anyhow, how did we get here? How did we get here? David Salerno, how did we get here? Uh... So questions, anybody want have some questions in the feed that they want me to address or things that they want me to address? Let's see what people have said so far. So far, four yes. Let's so Nanette Bird-Smith says, uh, let me see what Nanette Bird-Smith says. Nanette Bird-Smith says, oh, I, I just covered up my thing here. Okay, here we go. 
Nanette Bird Smith says, uh, Bridge, that's weird. What is weird? What is weird? What is weird? Okay, okay, let's see. Hilarious is what Bridge says. Uh, hola, Egberto. Hola, Bridge. Hola, también, Salerno. Having a pointless debate with uh, the guy, Duck, that quack says, if I made a threat versus any president or government, uh, the, the FBI would be at my door. Why are they not knocking Trumpolini up for threats against Biden? They should. Nanette Bird says, I was astounded that some Republicans still could not acknowledge how dangerous a president is to our democracy. It, it is astounding to me as well. Uh, it is astounding to me as well that they don't see that. Seven Republicans so far. Norman, I saw six just now on the screen. Norman Reynolds, welcome aboard. Uh, they feel he did not incite, but if he did incite, then Dems did it too with the BLM protest. You know, in watching the debates, and I watched the entire debate, what, what confuses me about the debate is as follows. I wanted the Democrats to address some of the BLM issues. I think they should. They know that they were going to try to create a false equivalent between BLM and uh, insurrectionists. What I wanted the Democrats to do is, as soon as one congressperson made that argument, explain the differences. Explain that BLM is fighting for the humanity of people while Donald Trump is fighting to retain power for himself. It is important that we see the difference. BLM, you know, and, and Eric, Eric just says violence. He just uses the word violence. I think what Eric wants to do is create an equivalence between the protests under BLM and the protests under uh, and the insurrection from Donald Trump. Here is the issue, and this is important for people to understand, okay? This is very important for people to understand. BLM is fighting for a just cause. Black lives matter. People say, oh, well, all lives matter. Let me, let me, uh, let me, give, let me give an understanding to my brothers and sisters who don't understand the concept of black lives matter. And black, li uh, black lives matter says the following. We know that every single life matters. Why is it that it always seems, based on the interaction between cops, the interaction between many parts of society, why does it seem that black lives does not matter? So, the movement gave itself an assertive name. Black lives matter. It is an assertive statement to tell people, guess what, folk? Black lives matter. We know that everybody else's lives seem to matter. Black lives also matter. And I, I, I went to, uh, to the um, Netroots convention, and I met Patrice Collars. Patrice Collars is the found, one of the three founders. Patrice Collars, uh, Garcia, I think is her name, uh, Ale, uh, 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 Alicia Garza, and I don't remember the other uh, woman's name. These three women formed Black Lives Matter. And after they, after they founded it, I had I interviewed uh, uh, Patrice Collars, and I looked at Patrice and I said, "Patrice, I get it, I get it, but a lot of white people aren't going to get it because, especially the racist ones, are going to use that statement to say you only care about black lives, you don't care about it, and that's why if you notice, a lot of people say, oh, well, all lives matter and blue lives matter,' and they try to have all these kinds of equations, right?" And Patrice says, 
No, it's not time to, it's not the time right now, Egberto, to, to go into somebody else's narrative. It is supposed to be an assertive narrative to tell people. Just like his lives matter, my life matter as well. Black lives matter. And you know who got it? A lot of our white brothers and sisters got it. When I interviewed her, I also interviewed her on KPFT 90.1 FM. When you take a look at it, okay, it is the only phrase I should have used. The other thing that we don't know to explain to people is uh, when we say defund the police. Uh, we see what the currently the, the police funded in the current modal, what it's doing. We, instead of forcefully talking about what defund the police is, what did we do? We ran to the back. Oh, stop saying defund the police. You know, in Houston, we have police that have killed not only bad black people that didn't deserve to be killed, but white people that didn't deserve to be killed. And, of course, they're, they're, they're covering these issues now. But if we defunded the police and put the money into psychology and all these, I mean, psychiatry and, and mental health and all these other things and have a small police force where police forces really are needed... Things would go fine, but right now we have several armies. Have you ever seen that there's a traffic stop and you get 20 police cops out there and you say, what are they all doing there? And they're, they're standing up shooting the bull with each other? That is not what we're talking about. So, look, Democrats are either terrible at narrative or simply they're running away from progressives because they fear what may happen. You're seeing this guy, Jason. Let me see what Jason is saying. Let me let me back up to Jason. I think you're telling me that Jason, about 200, let's see about day. Jason, let me look for Jason. BLM is fighting for Marxism. Uh, Jason, 49ers, do you even know what Marxism is? No, they are, they are fighting. If you want to know what Black Lives Matter are fighting for, go to their website and read what they're fighting for. Don't be informed by a right-wing media that is trying to screw you. If that picture is you on the screen, Jason, you're a young man. You're a young man that the right-wing is screwing right now. And guess who they're using to screw you? You. So I, I, I welcome you to Politics Done Right. And not only do I welcome you, Jason, 49ers, to Politics Done Right, I'd like you to call in. Call in. The number is... 346-248-7799, and you can hit code 254-600-9091. Call in. We'll have a, a civil discussion. Okay, you have 99% of the protesters at the Capitol were peaceful. Guess what, sir? You're right. You're absolutely right. Most of the people I saw at the Capitol, they were rowdy, like at any anything, but the ones that actually bashed doors... And the ones that actually broke glasses and the ones that had militia equipment on and the ones that had ties were using those peaceful protesters as their engine to a coup. The, when we had BLM and we had the infiltrators, a lot of the infiltrators, and you can look it up, you can look it up at, don't look it up on the internet, go to the police reports in, in, uh, in, in uh, Wisconsin, go to the police reports all over and see who were arrested for breaking buildings, for starting fires. It wasn't BLM people. It was uh, Proud Boys and these other guys who infiltrated the movement to get it done. 
we're not asking you to believe that on faith, Mr. Jason 49ers. We're asking you to just go pull the police reports. Public, it's public domain. Go pull the reports. We didn't have BLM people doing bad things. And as far as the insurrection by Donald Trump, Donald Trump people, if you have a group of people that are marching through the Capitol with a, uh, a, a flag, a, uh, the lone, not the Lone Star flag, the Confederate flag, if you have protesters putting in stuff, not enough killed, meaning not enough Jews killed, if you have them having Nazi signals out there, if you have them with guillotines out there, if you have some saying, where is Pence? We have something outside for him with a noose. I would say that is pretty damn violent. That's an insurrection. And when you have the ties and you're breaking down doors to get to places that you don't, you shouldn't be, that's an insurrection, Jason. And you say, I hate blacks now. That's fine. You know, I don't, I, I don't, you know, here's the thing. You're, you're, J- I hope you're still here with me, Jason. Your reason for hating me as a black man, and by the way, I carry three names, black, Latino, and Caribbean. And I, I always name all three because there are people who hate different levels of all these different groups. But let me talk to you, Jason 49ers. You just said you hate blacks now. But you didn't hate them before? Why? Why didn't you hate them before? Uh, they, they decided that, they, that black people wanted to get uh, something that was never given to them, that was owed them, and, 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 and because of that, you hate them. All these years of slavery that they worked for free, never got to build assets, and other people in this, in this country was able to build assets. And if you understand economics, you understand that that person who got the asset early, can, you can never catch them, all things else, all else being equal. And you hate blacks? That's fine. I don't hate you. I don't hate you. I feel for you. And I, I say that genuinely from the heart. When I hear somebody say, I hate you because you are black, doesn't make me hate you back. It makes me have a bit of concern about you. It makes me have a little bit of concern that just, my, just the pigment that goes on me makes me hate, make you hate me. Now, the funny thing about it is there's a possibility based on America that you may have a little bit of black blood in you. What happens if some of that black blood came out on some of your kids? Would you hate them too? You always have to wonder those things. By the way, there was one million people at the Capitol. Don't be like Trump. If you come out there and say there's a million people at the Capitol, right? And by the way, it's not Capital. It's Capitol. T-O-L. If you, uh, if you believe that, so and the reason I'm saying that is Capitol would be something different in, in, in this discussion. If you're going to follow the same methodology that Donald Trump's fo- Trump follows, why would anybody want to take a look at you, sir? And notice I'm giving you respect, sir. Eric Hayes says, any violence is wrong, and I do agree that your point is valid. Of course my point is valid, my brother Eric. But all violence, if you want to believe that all violence is bad, you have to then discuss the, 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 the genesis of this country. Because our founding fathers were pretty violent. Our founding fathers did a lot of killing. Do you hate your founding fathers? Or do you love your founding fathers? Or do you revere your founding fathers? Our founding fathers now that I'm an American. So we have to be careful 
when we knock violence. Remember, to, to, this person's terrorist is that other person's freedom fighter. Always remember that. So we always have to look at all these things in context. Uh, Jason, about 200 got inside. Actually, it was a lot more than 200 inside. And I could just look at the videos that, that you guys are putting on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, and I can count more than 200 different people on the inside. So, sir, credibility, brother, credibility. Work out the percentage, you liar. Mm. Um, no, I'm not lying, sir. I really am not lying. You can look at, you can go ahead yourself and pull the videos from a lot of other places, do a little personal facial recognition, and I guarantee you're going to count more than 200 people on the inside. So let's, let's, let's not listen to the right wing. The right wing is making a fool out of you. They're lying to you, and then you come on programs like mine, and you say these things with the expectation that people are going to believe you, but I am going to respond, and other people are going to see and hear the response that I have for you, and they'll be, they will be then informed. So it won't work. The duck that quacks, keep burying yourself, dude. <laughs> he's not, you know, he now says you will pay the price for this. We will be coming for you, <coughs> for you all. <coughs> so you're saying you're going to be violent now. Let me tell you something. A lot of people on the right <coughs> talk a lot about violence. And they use their AK-47s and, and their, their bombs and all of that when they're not going to get hurt. But remember, just like you have armed people on the right, there are a lot of armed bad boys on the left. And there's a, there, there are some, some of those on the left that believe Antifa is not a group. Antifa is not a group. Antifa is an anti-fascist ideal, ideology. And let me just say one thing. <clears throat> the Proud Boys have nothing over those who subscribe to that ideology. So if the right believes that somehow because they always pur uh, purport to have all these guns and they go out in their militias and do things that somehow that is going to scare somebody, guess who don't play the, 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 the Superman having to work in militia kind of a thing? That's not Antifa's modal. Antifa's ideology is decentralization. Whereas militias can be infiltrated, Antifa can't. Antifa is not an organization. Antifa is an ideology. That's the difference. And an ideology is much more powerful than the games a lot of the militias and the Proud Boys and all these guys play on the right. So, you know, let me just say, be careful of, of that. I don't believe in violence or anything like that. All right, Nanette Birdsfit says the National Guard sleeping in the Capitol building should speak to the entire issue. All of Congress owe their lives to the quick thinking of those that put the Constitution over personal feelings. Nanette Birdsmith, you're absolutely right. Chris Rockmeister says, respect Jason for the Niners speaking the truth. Okay, Chris Rockmeister, you may want to tell me what those truths are. Jason is right on the money, says Hazard Duke. David Salerma says, much of the violence was perpetrated by Boogaloo boys and neo-fascists. Agreed. No respect for liars, according to Doug That Quacks. Jill Joke says, at Jason Stokers. Karen Trampolini's flag. Okay, shut your mouth. BLM uses a Marxist fist as its logo. So now if I do this, 
I'm a Marxist. Let me tell you what I am. And, you know, I, I don't want all the people that follow me to be this. Everybody have their... I, I talk to everybody, as you can see, of every ideology. I love everybody. Hi, Elegy. I love everybody. And what I do believe in, I believe in democratic socialism. I believe in true free enterprise. I don't believe in a capitalist structure that is screwing everybody that is talking to me right now. And if you want to know how you're being screwed right now, you just have to ask. You just have to ask. And I can tell you point by point why you're being screwed, including many of you that claim to hate me just because I'm black. Many of you that says right here, you hate me because of what I look like. You hate me because I'm a progressive. You hate me because of these things. The truth of the matter is I don't hate you and the policies I support would make a better life for you. No doubt about it. Oh my, what a... <laughs> uh, Pixida says BLF need Cullen. Oh, I don't know what... Really? I don't know. Nanette Birdsmith, labels, 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 so dangerous. Show mercy, Pixidas. Uh, let's see what else is here. I won't be happy. BH Toxis YT says, I won't be happy until I see people hanging from rafters starting with the BLM and Antifa leaders. Again, Antifa doesn't have leaders. BLM does have sub-leaders. And it seems to me like that is violence. And you say you support it. Okay. But for each and every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. Just remember that. All right, let's see what my brother says. Michael Rodnan says, they don't even know what the word means. When the left starts talking about equal pay regardless of occupation and the violent debts of the billionaire class, it's not communism. No, it's not. And not only that, uh, it's not only that, Michael Rodnan. The people who are fighting against us right now that think they support Donald Trump, they don't realize that we are the ones they should be supporting and Donald Trump doesn't give a hoot about them. They think that Donald Trump cares about them. And I think what, where we have failed, I'll be honest, where we as progressives have failed is we have not made the case to tell these people and explain to these people with, with examples that they can believe why Donald Trump does not care about them, why Donald Trump thinks they are jokes. He said as much. Donald Trump went on national TV and said, I love stupid people. I didn't say it. Donald Trump said it. So if he likes stupid people and you like him, understand what he thinks about you. I don't think you're stupid, but he does. Remember, that's what he said out of his mouth, and he says it all the time. When he, when he was running just a couple months ago, he went to Ohio and he said, if I wasn't down in the polls, I wouldn't even be here. You'd think I'd be here? He tells you directly how he feels about you. He goes to... Um, he goes somewhere else and he says, uh, I don't care about these people, but I just have to be here. So, so let, let's get that right, people. Let's get that right. Okay, Hazard, let me see what else I have. Eric Hayes says, Trump did bad, yes. And the violence was wrong. Yes, very wrong. Violence is never a solution. Eric, I would like you to ask me a question. I want to ask you a question. Was the... What do you think about the founding fathers? I want you to ask, answer that. And Capital Duck that quite says the Capital cops should have shot them before they moved a foot beyond the security line. If those were, if that was a Black Lives Matter movement, there would have been cluster grenades, there have been uh, tear gas, and anybody who got through that wall would have been shot. We know that. 
and for the black people and Latino people and Asian people looking at that, that insurrection, that's the first thing they say and they see. People who saw that insurrection, they saw it as an affront to democracy, right? I want you to hear the difference. If you, many white people that were upset about the, the insurrection, they saw it as an affront to democracy. That's the first thing they saw. The second thing that they saw after being informed is, wow, how come the BLM protest didn't look like that? How come there were no cops here? Now, when a black person, a Latino person, and this, I've tested this, all these different, when they saw that, the first call I got when the insurrection start was, if that was BLM, people would have been shot. The first person that called me was a black brother of mine. And that's what he said. He said, that's the first thing he saw. He didn't see an affront to democracy. He didn't immediately address it as a coup. He immediately said, if that were. And then, as we got more evidence that it was, in fact, a coup, then we started saying, it is a coup, and the coup almost became successful because of how the people looked. And I make this example about, for all the people that, that's on the show right now that hate black people, that's what, you know, um, so, uh, what is it, Jason said he hate me because I'm black, etc. Let me, let me and, and a lot of people go out there hating black people because of the image that people make of black people. I'll tell you a little joke, because it, it applies to the insurrection. When I go into a store, any store almost, almost any store, there is always a lot more eyes placed on me. I know that. You, get a, you go into a grocery store, or not a grocery store, but you go into a, a clothing store, you go into a shoe store, you go into a, 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 what kind, whatever kind of store. I get followed, a lot of times inconspicuously, but you know that you're being followed. And, and the truth of the matter, I must add, I don't dress particularly nice. I'm, I'm a very casual dresser. But I've also done it in a suit and, and has been followed as well. Here's the funny thing about it. The most effective shoplifters work in pairs. A white guy and a black guy. And the black guy goes into the store and he just walks around. And he knows that he's going to draw all the attention as the white guy rips them out clean. Most of the theft in this country is not done by the black people because they already know they're being watched. And they already know that the penalty that they're going to pay is going to be much more, substantially more than anybody else. So the people who are cleaning businesses' clocks are not black people. The biggest shoplifters are not black because they know they stand a larger percentage of getting caught. It's white guys. I hear uh, the amount of times that, that people would come out, oh, yeah, I, I just kind of picked it up. And nobody, nobody does it because they give them a pass because of that privilege. Now, it's the same thing that occurred in the capital. Had it been that BLM wanted to overthrow the government, they would never have gotten a chance to even getting that, gotten that close to the, to, the, to, the, uh, to the floor. They would not have gotten that close because they're privileged, I mean, because they are people of color and they are given different levels of scrutiny in this country. Now, because the majority of the insurrectors were white, 
they didn't even prepare for the possibility that these guys would be insurrectionists. They made assumptions about these people based on who they are, who they are, and that is the biggest mistake. When you hear the FBI says uh, profiling is ridiculous, profiling doesn't work, that is what we're talking about. This is a classic example. BLM would not have made it past the barriers because these were people of color and sympathizers of people of color. But Trump's movement, a white movement, a white racist movement, but a white movement nonetheless, would not have a problem getting to the Capitol because the assumption that is made, the profiling that is made, is that these people will really cause no harm. And that is why the FBI has always said profiling doesn't work. Because the easiest way around profiling is to make sure you don't fit the profile. So if I am a crooked ring, if I'm this black dude controlling a crooked ring, I am not going to send black people to do stuff. I'm going to send white people to do stuff. Because I know they stand a better chance of getting away with it. But not only do they stand a better chance to get away with it, it's easier for me to hire them. You know why? Because they know that even if they are caught, they run the risk of very little. A friend of mine got in trouble. He's a black guy. He got in trouble. He went to court. He got, he got himself a good lawyer though, right? And when he got himself a good lawyer... This lawyer had a friend in the DA and all that good stuff. So all he got for pretty grand theft was, you know, probation. And something that probably would have thrown him in jail for, I don't know, 10, 15 years, he got probation. And then when he went into the first meeting, he was amazed. He said, Egberto, that place does not look like a criminal justice place. It was filled up with white people. All kinds of crimes. From murder right down to all kinds of things. Mostly white people. That kind of second chance justice. He got a second chance. They got a second chance. But what was amusing or amazing to him was if you go to where the penal codes is, the justice is heavy. And when you go there... That's a second chance justice. This is the reason for the existence of BLM, Black Lives Matter. And Black Lives, it is to tell people, we understand, let's accept, let's first come to the realization that we have a country that treats people differently, treats people differently. And when we can come, Black Lives Matter has done a great job in putting that into the psyche of corporations now. They did it because, yes, yeah, some crap went down over this summer. But eventually it did. So you have to remember that. Joe Potter, historic fact. Eric Hayes, hate is sad. Yes, it is. Michael Rudnan, uh, let's see. Oh, Eric, thank you for saying I'm a caring person. I actually am a caring person. Um, I harbor no hate. All those people that, that hate my guts just from my pigmentation, when I tell you, telling me you hate me, calling me the N-word, calling me whatever you call me, when I tell you it has zero influence on my reciprocity or what I feel, I am, <laughs> I don't know how else to tell you, man. But, you know, uh, my, my, if you read my book, oh, man, it's time for me to announce something, guys. Hey, if you read my book, 
it's worth it. How to talk to your right wing, uh, uh, your right wing friends and neighbors. I forgot the name. Can you believe that? I have a story in there of my baptism to the United States when I came here. We went into Brenham, Texas, downtown Brenham, Texas, and I, a pickup truck called, and I'm walking. Hey, N-word, you're in the wrong side of town. I went to, went to Blinn College for one year. You're in the wrong side of town. That was my birth to it. I was walking with my Latino brothers and sisters, but most of my, most of my Latino brothers and sisters, if they kept their mouth shut, they would just be white people. But they have an accent. They were from Guatemala. Well, the Guatemala uh, woman was a bit indigenous. But the one from uh, Argentina was a blue-eyed blonde. The one from Venezuela was just white. The ones from Argentina, uh, the two, it was three of them from Argentina. You know, so I mean, and that's who we hung out with. They were white. They didn't quite understand what was happening when that happened. And as I learned more things, as I became more educated, as I started to look at uh, psychology, as I started to understand history, economics, and politics, I realized that we were all being played. And the pigmentation stuff is ridiculous crap. And what I try to do, including to the racists who call me whatever they want to call me, I try to use that as an entry point to talk to them. Because if they see that I'm not going to hate them back, maybe they'll give me a hearing. You know, who knows? But again, what we can't continue is doing things the same way we've always done it. Because doing things the same way over and over again, it has the results. Expecting a different results is kind of foolish, right? Uh, yeah, but Eric, I don't know if you answered my question yet. Hate equal violence. I don't necessarily think that hate hate is always equal to violence. Sometimes violence is equal to power. And it uh, sometimes violence has nothing to do with hate. Sometimes violence has everything to do with power. You can you can be violent with somebody because you hate them or you can be violent with somebody for a power reason. See if you understand what I'm saying. Tell me in the comments if you get what I'm saying. Because the reason the founding fathers were violent against the British wasn't because they hated the British, was because they wanted power away from the British. And if you, if you doubt that, which is the biggest lasting relationship of the American people? Their patterny, the British people. Who owns more in America than anybody else? The British. It's not China. When Japan was starting to own a few buildings, America with its own phobias, oh, Japan is taking over the country. It was never even close. The British has always owned more capital in America than anybody else. But we don't see it that way. We have a tendency to look at things through a different kind of lens. Anyhow, folks, if you're joining us, I hope that you like the program. We tried, today, was, today I didn't prepare an official show. I said I was going to talk about what people talk about. And in doing so, you guys provided a lot of material for me to talk about. I think I may have to do this more often. Instead of me coming with the fixed topics, making you guys drive the topic and let me say a few things. I thank you so kindly for that. But anyhow, if you like what I'm saying, if you believe in, in, in the message that I'm putting out there, if you believe in the progressive message, if you believe in independent media, even if you are somebody on the right but want to listen to something that's different, something that makes you think, I want to ask you so kindly to go ahead and click that join button. Become a supporter. Help this type of message metastasize throughout the ethos. And why? Because this isn't a message of hate. This isn't, this isn't a message that says, I want to split people up between 
progressives and conservatives. I'm a very progressive guy. I'm a democratic socialist guy. But I love my Republican brothers and sisters. And they'll tell you those, the hundreds that I meet in Starbucks all the time have solid conversations because we, are, we, we, we know what it takes. So if you believe in that, support the program. Click that dollar sign and give us a super chat if you will. Also, go ahead and click that join button and become a member of our Passe as, as our great Bridge MCP. Our daily listener, Bridge MCP, has named us the PDR. Let me put it on the screen. The PDR Posse. And by the way, she designed that as well. The PDR Posse. Thank you so kindly, Bridge MCP. I tell you every, every time I show your stuff, I tell it. So please go ahead. If you're not on YouTube, you can still become a, a member of our PDR Posse by just going to politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube. politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube. Okay? And anyhow, uh, you can also... You can also... Support us through our Patreon, and that is by going to politicsdoneright.com slash Patreon. Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. P-A-T-R-E-O-N. It's a different kind of spelling. And likewise, you can, uh, you can support us at our PayPal, which is politicsdoneright.com slash PayPal. Our book, you can go to our store and get the book. But first, let me give you, you can go to, you can go to Amazon to get our book. And that's the link. All my books are at Amazon. The, 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 the four books that I've written are there on Amazon. Okay? So you can get any one of them there, but that link will get you to specifically to the one that I just showed you. And, but if you want to take out the middleman, go to our store directly. Please go to our store directly and go to politicsandright.com slash store. Politicsandright.com slash store. And we'll be more than happy to send you a bumper sticker, a Politics Done Right bumper. Let me see if I can get it clear. There you go. Politics and Right bumper sticker as well with some other goodies, etc., etc., etc. So uh, uh, that would be your support. Oh, I had to scroll down, and what do I find? Jason, Jason 49ers is still talking. Let's see what my brother is saying here. God is great and has the power to teach you a lesson. Praise be to God. I hope you're changing, meaning that that is a good thing. You know, the best way to stop the lies is to starve the beast. Hmm. Great. Um. Anybody wants to call me and tell me what lie I have told, you can call me. The number is on the screen. I would like somebody to call me, somebody who has, you know, you, you, you write it down on our chat. I would love to have a chat with you for you to tell me specifically what I am lying about. I'd love to know what you think I am lying about. Okay, I'm going back up in the scroll because it seems like every time I write, my scroll dropped down. Uh, let's see. Let me see what else Jason is saying. It should be should have been audited, and if found to be fair election, we would have conceded. Um, did they audit Donald Trump's election? I don't think so. That's not how it works. The elections were certified. The, the problem, Jason, is that they've lied to you a lot, and they made you believe that elections function in a way that it doesn't. And I don't know. Maybe if, if you and I could have a one-on-one, -on -one, you could explain to me. How I can it, it, let 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 me ask you to do one thing, Jason. Let's assume assume for one minute that you are wrong. Just assume. I'm not. Let's assume that you're wrong. What would it take me to show you the comparisons of elections? Donald Trump didn't only let, lose the by millions of votes, and Republicans are going to continue to lose by millions of votes because that's just not where the country is. 
and there's no amount of violence or anything that's going to change that people that the, the people that are that are in this country just don't believe in that philosophy. They believe in a different type of philosophy. And if you believe in a democracy, what you are supposed to do is, by the way, um, Maywood says, and they are armed. Never occurred to me, but they aren't normally armed. Uh, yeah, right, right, exactly, uh, exactly. So, so, so what, what, what happens is you have to figure out at one point, Jason, if you just want to call out what the right wing is put it in your head to say, or you want to have a real discussion to see if uh, what what passes the real test. You see, I could sit down with you with a cup of coffee and ask, and let you do all the talking. Let you do all the talking. And write down all the items that you provided. And then one at a time, try to answer them in your reality. The type of job that you have. The, the type of economics that you live in. Are you poor? Are you wealthy? What are you? And that is the kind of thing that, that is what's going to move us forward. But you coming on my thing and saying, I, your, your introduction to me, Jason, for the Niners is, after BLM, you started to hate black people. But I think that was given the impression that before BLM, you didn't hate black people. What you wanted to say is BLM caused you to hate black people. And, you know, uh, that doesn't compute to me, Right. Maybe BLM gave you an excuse to do it, maybe, to, to have a reason to. But then again, to believe that melanin has some value, that is the kind of thing that I got to get rid of, that I got to put out there to unteach from people. You know? Unteach from people. You cheated, fact. Sure, okay. Fact. You present the fact. Every judge in America said that wasn't the fact. All right, Eric says they hated the tyranny. What, is t what tyranny did they hate? Think about it. The British came to America. People came, people came to America under... Uh, look, let me, I, I want, let me make a case for Great Britain, okay? I'm going to make a case for Great Britain. Now, I, I, you know, I don't believe it because I think nobody should come to America. Nobody should have come to America and claimed the land. They could have come to America and made a deal, but not come to America and claimed the land. But what we did is the British came to America claimed the land, and those British who decided that they didn't want to pay back anything else to the mother country, they decided that what the mother country was doing, taxation without representation, was tyranny. I could easily say that, how is that taxation without representation? Couldn't they go back to England and be a part of voting who uh, voting or doing whatever they needed to do? Britain, Great Britain invested in their intellect. George Washington and all the intellectuals that came from England to Great Britain to, 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 the, to the New Americas, the Queen and all this infrastructure of Great Britain invested in those people. I could make the argument that tyranny in the Founding Fathers' case was a false argument since the British invested in what they were able to create in America. I could make that argument. I'm not making it. But I could make a viable argument that says that the founding fathers were, you know, insurrectionists because they went against the mother country that gave them the wherewithal to found the country. That argument could be made. It's not necessarily one that, that people are going to make, but it's one that could easily be made. Think about it. 
Hunter Hall says, uh, let's see, with, with McConnell supporting impeachment, I think Trump may have actually signed insurrection. <laughs> Who knows, man? He denied himself his rights. Okay, let me go ahead and see what else. Uh, Norman says, white, a white supremacist president is equal first president to be impeached twice. <laughs> yes. Imagine that. He's both a white supremacist and he was impeached twice. Amazing. I pray God makes you suffer if I am right. Uh, you know what? I hope God makes me suffer if you're right too. See, I'm so sure that you're not. You see what I'm saying, brother? I'm so sure that you're not. But Jason, look, I hope that you stay with us. And I hope that we plant a seed or two every so often as you listen to us. And you don't have to use all caps. We are, we, we are good listeners here, brother Jason. We are. We really are. Uh, Maywood says... Uh, Susan Scores, I truly hope you're wrong, but I fear you might be right. Uh, what was it Reed was saying that you might be right? I missed that one. I'll have to go through so much because I'm doing so much. Herman M says, such a charming character, this Jason guy. He just needs, you know, give him some love, guys. Give, give Jason some love. Let's welcome Jason to PDR, to the PDR Posse, to Politics and Right. And Jason, why don't you become a member of Politics and Right, Jason? I love you, brother. I really do. I really, really do. I don't know you. You hate me. I love you. I really do. I want to bring you into the fold. You look like you're a young man based on the little graphics I see about you. I want to talk to more of you young people because I don't want those folks on the right polluting your mind, making you believe that progressives are bad people. We are not. We just want what's good for you. And we can prove that we want what's good for you. Talking out to Jason is like giving medicine to the dead. I know you think that, uh, Breach, but, you know... Um, Bridge, let me tell you a little secret. When I talk to Jason or when I talk to all those who purport to hate me here, right? It's not only them that I'm talking to. It really isn't. I'm talking to our posse. I'm talking to our family. We get over per episode. By the time it's all done, we would have gotten anywhere between 5,000 to 25,000 people who would have been in our community, who would have seen our stuff, whether it's on Facebook Live, YouTube Live, and all the different podcasts, etc. There is going to be, on the lowest side, it's going to be 5,000 or so, high side, 25, 30. We've even had some with Obama that hit over 100,000. So our message, your message, what you guys make me talk about gets a good hearing. So I am not only talking to Jason. Some of what I say may land with Jason, some may not. Some may land with Daniel Ledo, some may not. But that is not what's important. Uh, that may not be, your talk is lying to them. I know, I, and you know what, it's okay. But guess what happens uh, when they think that you're lying to them. I, I tell you what a friend of mine told me what, what happened to him. He never listened to what I was saying. And the only time he started listening to me <clears throat> is when something that he disagreed with, with the right that equated to something that I said. I don't remember what it was. But I was telling him something one time, and he himself, it was something that affected him personally, that the right was against. And I mentioned something that, that, that fit perfectly for him. And that was the fertilizer that started the seed that we, the PDR Posse, planted that is what started the growth. That was the water 
and the fertilizer. And that's why I don't give up on anybody. Some people say, you are just too damn stupid, Egberto. You're so gullible, Egberto. You are just so utopian, Egberto. No, I'm not. I really am not. I don't expect Jason to change today, tomorrow, or maybe ever. But there are a lot of Jasons who are listening but are not typing. There are a lot of Jasons who are watching it on secondary notice, and then they are going to listen. So when you're talking to your people, always make sure that you have, if you, you try to get an audience, and an audience that sometimes is quiet with one boisterous one. Because I guarantee you some of the quiet ones are the ones that are having second thoughts. I know it's hard to believe, but I've tested all these theories and things before. The duck that quiet, EW is ready for your sorry, but... <laughs> Bridge MCC, funny, we are here every day mostly and disagree and agree, learn and try to understand. Today, oh dear, people have come out of the woodwork just saying crap, not listening, just spewing. And let them keep on spewing hate because this is a permanent record and people will see how we handle it. And my posse, you beautiful people, you handle it well. I have seen nobody really take Jason to the cleaners other than try to hold his hands. You know, we have good people here. Hunter Hall, how you doing? I'm going to call out everybody in a little bit. They thought they were going to use people that helped them and remain intact. Hmm. Daniel Ledo said, best lie from McBurdo this week, Donald Trump incited an insurrection. Uh, you kind of have to be blind not to see that, Daniel Ledo. You'd have to be blind not to see that. Daniel, uh, uh, I mean, he's been doing it for a long time. Proud boys, stand down. Come on, guys. It's not hard to figure that out. Eric Hayes have listened to the impeachment. Both sides sounded fake and not genuine. All these things are written out. So if you want to think they're fake, I think a lot of it is fake. But being the, fake, the fakeness of this, the delivery is not the fakeness of the truth. Uh, Susan Skora says, Maywood, our ancestors did not even attempt to resolve the underlying division of civil war, and we still haven't settled it. I agree. Susan, I love that first sentence. Let's see if I'm going to like the rest. Our government and parts of our society have made us all equal on paper, but in reality, we are not. We must rethink that we, we want, want the country to be. Those who invaded our capital and threatened our legislatures have already made their decision. I love you, girl. Susan Scores, love you, girl. You get it. I, I want to add a corollary to that. And me, the always conciliator. Those people who ran into the capital are fooled. Those people who ran into the capital are fighting for something they never had. Those people who fought into, ran into the capital are fighting a lie. It is up to us to be, you know, people say just to hell with them. What happens if we just to hell with them? What happens if we don't try to communicate? What happens if we don't try to converse? Help me out here, people. That's why I do what I do. Eric Hayes says, I agree. No, Norman says, I agree. We, to says, I agree. We need to remove money from politics so we can start selecting only real people. Oh, you guys are so right on that. Uh, Info, uh, Hunter Hall says, you make yourself feel real important. Alex Jones doesn't go on like that. As a radio guy, we, we are you okay with the censorship of Infowars? I don't agree with 90% of what he says, but he shouldn't have been censored. Same with Farrakhan. Uh, let me tell you something, Hunter Hall. Why did you say, let us remember? Why did you say you make yourself feel real important? Why did you start talking to me like that? Why? 
No, I'm doing something here. I'm not trying to feel important. I'm trying to do something positive. That's number one. Should Alex Jones have been removed from the air? No. Should Farrakhan have been removed from the air? No. Should Donald Trump has had lost his Twitter? Well, if his Twitter at this point in time was bringing people to the Capitol t- for some sort of insurrection, yes. Uh, Alex Jones, if he has programs that are doing the same, should he be removed from Twitter or, or censored? Yes. Should I be censored if I go out there and tell people to go do something bad, commit some sort of a crime, having that, given that I have a following? Yeah, I should be. The airwaves belong to us all. We can't allow others to use our airwaves to cause people to kill people or that sort of stuff. So there is a balance that we have to look at. But as far as just taking InfoWars off the air completely, I would say we have to create rules because I was even a, a bit concerned about removal of Donald Trump, the real Donald Trump. I also had concerns about that. And I, you know... Uh, but you have to be measured in how you do it. And it has to make sense. You have to balance free speech. You have to balance the ability for you to say what you want to say with the ability for you to cause problems. Uh, you know, uh, uh, let me give an example. Let's say I start to use the word attack on government. And you know what I mean implicitly. But if later on attack on government becomes a command and anybody who hears attack on government, starts to execute an attack on government, I wouldn't have a problem if the people who are monitoring says, we can't use that phrase anymore because every time that phrase is used, people die. You know? So there has to be a balance. Look, I don't know what it is exactly, but Hunter, you do have a point. You really do have a point. So I hope you, you... I hope you see the honesty and the, the honesty and the consistency of my positions because that they are. They're very, very consistent. This is a show to express how you feel about your thoughts. So, Egberto, you're doing a great super job by listening to the opinions. Hopefully, with your show in educating. Thank you so kindly, uh, Roberto. I love you. You know I, you know I love you, brother. You know I really, really love you. We go back a long time, and you've always been there for me, brother. Eric Hay says, should we remove the media? Yes. <laughs> Come on, Eric, stop it. Hunter Hall, it was 10 minutes rant, touche on the answer. But no one has preached violence I've ever heard from either. Huh? It was, a ten, it was the 10-minute rant, touche on the answer. On which answer? Help me out here, man. Help me out. If you're going to say something, tell me what you're talking about. Uh, Fox News OAN and Newsmax are entertainment channels, not news channels. That, that's pretty damn true. Norman says, agreed with term limits in a measured way. But, you know, term limits is undemocratic in my opinion, right? Suppose somebody wants to have somebody else. Suppose the majority of people want to have Nancy Pelosi there all of the times. If we have term limits, we say you can't. I guess if we as a democracy all vote for term limits, I guess then it's democratic. So uh, I got to think about that. But, you know, yeah. Anyhow, I think I'm at the end of the list. And I'm at the end of... Wow, this show went pretty quickly. Eric says, media has weaponized both sides this past year. I didn't realize we went so fast, guys. Look, you guys are wonderful. All of you. Those of you that give me hell, you give me material. Those of you that that come with new material, thank you so kindly. 
so, you know, when you come to politics done right, remember you're going to be able to state your opinion. And there are a lot of times that you'll be surprised the agreement that you get. Like what you got, Hall. I know you thought I was going to say, oh, keep, keep the president off Twitter. Oh, keep uh, the, the, whatever that guy's name off. I know you thought I was going to say that. But no, we have to be honest and we have to be consistent. And the other thing that I want, Egberto, you've been in media a lot, particularly MSNBC, but they have not recognized their responsibility for Trump giving him billion dollars worth. Yeah, they have. Many of them have. But you're absolutely right, Michael Penick. The truth of the matter is we should never have given him all that free time. That is what gave him plausibility, and that's what made him win. So if that is what you're trying to say, brother, you're absolutely right, Mr. Penick. Before I go, I need to call people out uh, real quickly. I forgot to do that, and I'm at 4 o'clock, so I'm going to do it real quick. The Duck That Quacks, welcome aboard. Michael Penick, welcome aboard. Breach MCP, welcome aboard. Eric Hayes, thank you for being here. Norman Reynolds. Uh, David Salerno, welcome aboard. Uh, Hunter Hall, welcome aboard. David Ledeau, Le- Daniel Ledeau, welcome aboard. May Wood, welcome aboard. Uh, let's see who else is here. Uh, Norman Reynolds, welcome aboard. Da- I got David already, and I'm keep on, I'm keeping on, keeping on, keeping on, keeping on, keeping on. A lot of people here. Um, uh, wow, but a lot of Nanette Bird Smith, welcome aboard. Jason 49ers, welcome aboard. Please come back, Jason. Uh, let's see who else is here. Uh, bear with me. If I skip you, just put your name to the bottom and I'll call you out. Uh, let's see who else is here, who else is here, who else is here. Uh, I can't find anybody else. There are a lot more, but I'm trying to scroll fast. because Susan Skoras, welcome aboard. Uh, let's see. Paul Fleming, welcome aboard. Hey, thank you for being here, Paul. Uh, let's see who else is here. I think I got just about everybody. If I missed you, throw something down below. And uh, Matt Thames, welcome aboard. Alejandro6556, welcome aboard. Uh, kids, you never trust... <laughs> this election has taught my kids you never trust a black man. Hmm. Wow. Okay. Uh, let's continue. Uh, let's see. Joe Potter01, welcome aboard. Thank you so kindly. Anyway, my name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics and Right, and you know how I end this, baby. I am what? Out! We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel. And number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.